This is Utah Car Sense, presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 1280-97.5, The Zone. Good morning. It is Utah Car Sense here on a Saturday morning. It is The Zone Sports Network, and uh, I'm Austin Horton here with Jeff Miller of Mark Miller Subaru. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. How are you? Good to have you back in the seat with us. It is nice to be back. Just got back in town yesterday. Lots of uh, moving and uh, machinations and uh, busy meetings and conventions in both of our lives. Yeah, I got some really cool information. I was at the Subaru National Business Conference, so it's the conference we go to every year. With all the other 632 dealers in the country. Retailers, not dealers. Retailers in the country. There you go. <laughs> it's not some other They have stores, store. not dealerships. Yeah, we don't have, we're not dealers. We're, we're retailers. Yes. <laughs> so, but yeah, back from that and got some great information. Got a chance to drive the all-new 2020 Outback and Legacy. Wow. And I got to tell you, that Legacy XT, XT, not GT, okay. the XT now, is so fast. It is something. We did drag races in it. In the in the legacy. Yeah, we did quarter wow. miles. So they did quarter Where'd miles you do that? At the at Vegas Sport. Uh-huh, Spark. Okay. So we did quarter miles in the Legacy GT. Uh, I don't think I'm not gonna ever call it a GT, XT, but yeah. Legacy XT. That car I was doing ninety five in the quarter mile. <laughs> it was so fast. That's that's pretty cool. I hit ninety five at the end of the quarter mile. Wow. I I'm so jealous. In an automatic legacy. You know, we, we raced it against Passats. We had Passats to go against. We had some Mazdas to go against, and okay, six cylinder ones. But yeah, that yeah, wasn't still, even close. Yeah, that. Uh, so the Legacy, and look, I think it's a gorgeous, beautiful car. It always has been, always will be. The sedan world is kind of closed up right now, but it doesn't mean it won't come back. And so, then when you throw in something cool like an XT, so here's the interesting thing. And they talked about this in the meeting. So the the sedan market, we talk about it a lot in this show. It's it's gone it's going down right so it's gone getting lesser right yeah it's still a one and a half million unit market the midsize sedan market sells one point five million cars a year it's the fifth largest segment it's still a big player and a lot of guys are leaving it so you get a lot of these companies leaving it it just opens it up for the guys that are staying yeah a lot of companies just completely done with it right and I've got to tell you the interior on these cars is absolutely gorgeous. So what's like, a, what's it from exterior standpoint? It's not a huge change. You look at it, say that's still Subaru, it's still the Legacy, still an Outback. It's not a dramatic exterior change, but the interior of that car is night and day difference. What it's, have they done? It has a eleven and anything premium level or above has an eleven point six inch touchscreen display. <laughs> so it's like a Tesla. So I mean, a, a it, tablet. It yeah. Looks like a Tesla on it. Yeah. It's just gorgeous. Custom colored stitching all the way around, just genuine leather dash. Like it's just, it's all, it's just built a lot nicer looking, much like less cheap materials, like really expensive, nice materials. And a car you'll want to keep clean inside. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. It's got, I mean, you get to the top, top stuff. It's got stuff like the Ascent hat, so it's got like the one hundred eighty degree camera in the front. It's got the um, something Ascent doesn't even have the driver distraction system. So if your eyes start going off the road, your eyes start closing. It will alert you saying, wake up. Um, the cool one that we got a demo on the track is the it's the next generation of EyeSight. Okay. So instead of just lane detection now, it has steering. I don't forget what the exact name is. It's called steering assist, I believe. Okay. So instead of like in, you've driven your car and it's got the two lane markers on the side and it pulls you a thing. And now it shows the steering wheel and it shows what the steering wheel will show ready or not ready. And then if you're locked in a car behind you. So we went down a test track going, I don't know, 30 miles an hour, locked in on cruise control. So we were locked in on the adaptive cruise control behind someone, and the guy just said, set your hands down on your lap. And the person went through the lane, which was probably a 25-foot wide lane, and just did little waves back and forth, and the car just followed it. The car in front of it? Wow. And then finally, when the, it hit too much of an angle on a turn, like it was a crash evasion, it would beep at you saying, beep, beep, take back the control. So like you literally could go down the freeway with your hands on the steering wheel. So, but the car in front of you... It'll lock on the car in front of you. What if they do something wrong? Then it... Then it beeps at you and tells detects you... Detects it. Like it's like, that's not normal. Tells you in plenty of time mean, to fix it. Even like a pretty hefty freeway bank, it's going to hold you. That's pretty It'd cool. have to be pretty much a 90 degree turn to get the person out of, out, off your follow. Is this something that's exclusive to, to Subaru? Subaru? Yeah. EyeSight is 100% proprietary patented technology. So that advancement is also... almost nobody's using cameras. 
No, yeah, right. Everybody else, they've got most most car companies at this point have adaptive cruise control, but it's all censored on the bumpers. So you get snow on the sensors, you get like that. It, it just doesn't work as well. And you're talking about radar sensors versus a dual stereo eyesight camera. That the ability to detect is so much better. There's a stat that Subaru really is liking to tote right now about the top safety pick pluses, right? Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna yeah, I'm on their website, so I'm gonna tell you this. So if you take Subaru to Toyota and Honda, two of the leaders in the world, right? You talk about safety cars, things like that. How many top safety picks do you think each of those brands have? So by model line. Combined or just... So Subaru's uh, only got nine model lines. Toyota's got 22 and Honda's got, I think, 15. How many top safety picks do you think each of those have? Oh, uh, probably five or six. So Toyota has two. Okay. Honda has one. <laughs> Subaru has eight. <laughs> so all of them. Subaru has double, more than double, Toyota and Honda combined in top safety pick pluses. Wow. I mean, it's just what they build. They showed us, um, the other cool one they showed us was they showed us a frame. So they took the new Outback and they showed us the frame of the Outback and they showed us where, like, and they color coded the different steels. Like, and there's different parts of the body that are different types of steel. Wow, okay. To make it more powerful. They said some of the steel is so strong that the only way they can stamp it is by hot stamping it. They have to heat stamp the steel, it's that strong. Like branding it like a cattle. You're talking about like around the door pillars and the door frame and the rough frame. That area around that driver's door is that steel is so strong they can't they can't stamp it with a standard stamping machine. They have to heat stamp it <laughs> to the point where they heat it up to thousands of degrees and then heat stamp it and then it's all in the name of safety. All for the, the name of consumer, safety. The driver. Because, and it's what you ta- we talked about. We talked about reading articles from like firefighters and police responders and things like that where they can't cut through it. <laughs> like they, that's they they take they can't get jaws of life to bend it. Yeah. Right. It's something that uh, I didn't fully appreciate or grasp until I started actually having a family of my own. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's I think Subaru really walks the walk with that. Because it would be cheaper for them to go just do the bare minimum to get past these regulations, to get that honor. Yep. But they make sure that that's their number one priority. For the first time in the history of the United States, from customer perception, Subaru is the safest brand on the road. Customer first time per- ever. First time ever this year. In 2018, Subaru c- passed, I think it was Toyota and Honda, to, uh, to be known as the safest car brand on the road. That's great. Isn't that cool? That's wonderful. And how long has Subaru uh, been in business? Uh, Subaru's been in business for 51 years. So they finally uh, 51 got to that. Years, and they've been working yeah. on it. That's wonderful. Uh, so lots of that stuff to talk about uh, from the – what was the convention called? The Subaru, the Subaru National Business Conference. And I'll throw a shout-out. I'm going to throw a shout-out to my competitor t- today, to one of our main competitors out there in the world. Just congratulations to them out there that at this meeting they celebrated their 50th anniversary in business, which is Nate Wade Subaru. Oh, congrats. Yeah, it's pretty cool. 50 yeah, years. 50 years they've been, they've been in business, the oldest, oldest dealer in the country. That's wonderful. Congrats to we're them. A, we're a couple years behind them. We were, we're 48. <laughs> so not not bad, but yeah, we'll celebrate ours in a couple of years. But that's a pretty cool accomplishment to have one, basically one family owned that company for pretty much the inception of Subaru. That's cool. That's yeah, really very fun. cool. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, there's some uh, political news that won't get too political, but it does involve the car industry. We have some uh, construction and traffic reports to get to today uh, for this weekend driving around Utah and. Toyota and Subaru teaming up in one great way. Let's go to that right now. Go to that first. Let's talk about that. So Toyota and Subaru. So this was actually announced while we were in the meeting, like literally after the first day session, the second day session, they opened up with, hey, we have an announcement that announced last night. This is a big deal, (laughs) This is a really big deal, is that Toyota Corporation, this is internationally, and Subaru Corporation have decided to team up to jointly develop a platform for fully electric, midsize, and large passenger vehicles, and also collaborate on a battery-powered compact SUV as well. The SUV will be sold under each company's brand, and the automator said in a statement on Thursday. They will apply Subaru's all-wheel drive technologies and Toyota's vehicle electrification technologies. So it builds on a partnership between Toyota that goes back to 2005. Toyota is actually the largest shareholder of Subaru, of SBR, which is Subaru Corporation. They own 16.7% okay. of Subaru. But, so they've been together for a while yeah, anyway. But they're going to pursue a business model to try and get a new electric car. And what we're hearing from the Subaru world is we're hoping to launch one in two years. 
And this is fully electric. Talking about fully electric. Not hybrid. No hybrid. No internal combustible engine. No front grill. No really? tail. No tailgate. No tail ignitions. Nothing. Did you see this coming, or was yeah, this? We, yeah, we knew that. We okay. knew that we, Subaru was working on having an electric car by 2021. We didn't know how they were going to do it. Now we know how. So they're they're teaming up. So uh, if I understand, Toyota will handle the electric side. So the idea is that Subaru Subaru's will running. Handle. Yeah, Subaru's running drivetrain. Subaru's running the all-wheel drive. It'll the be on their platforms. The global um, platform or no? I hope it's on the global platform, but I'd assume it's going to be on the global platform. I assume Subaru will share that global platform technology. Yeah, and then Toyota will instill, because they've probably done it better than anyone with the Prius. With, on the hybrid stuff. They're yeah. just so good on the hybrid. They're led in the hybrid and the fuel technology, but they're, they've trailed behind Nissan, Volkswagen, Tesla, obviously, in the electric side. So they're trying to get to that electric thing, and so they're, they want help. And I think it's really cool that those two companies are going to work together and and I think this is going to meet a demand at the right time because there's already a demand. There's already this movement, this swelling of interest mm-hmm. in and the hybrids is, and electric. I mean, Toyota announced uh, a couple of years ago. I think it was by 2025 or 2024. They want to be either electric or plug-in in every model line. Toyota does. Wow. Yeah, Toyota's already announced that. That's their goal: is that by 2025, every model line will have a electric or plug-in variant. That's and, only six years. Yeah, that's, and that's I got to tell you, that's a task. Guess what I drove here in? Well, no, you didn't get it, did Guess you? Guess what I drove here you in? You got it already? Guess what I drove here in? The hybrid? I drove here in a plug-in hybrid. Subaru Crosstrek plug-in hybrid. I didn't know you were getting it that soon. I got it last week. How have you How have you liked it? It's so cool. Is it? <laughs> Put it in perspective, it has 370 miles on it already from me and test drives, and customers are coming and driving it, too. It's only a half a tank for its first, first tank. What? 370, half a tank. And that's only because we went up down Parley's a few times. If you'd just been around the city. If we just been lands. around the city, it'd still have Man. a full tank of gas. And when can I purchase this vehicle? <laughs> so we're hoping by the later this summer, early fall, we'll be able to open it up to sold orders. From, we're not, we won't be able to stock them, but we'll, we'll be able to do sold sure. orders and order them in. I've had a few customers that really couldn't wait, so I've set them up with friends in California and they're going to pick them up there and buy because we can because the beauty now is the worry about doing that before was that we wouldn't be able to service them but we're trained you're fully on board i've got i've got one tech who's already been through training i got another one going and then um they should be sending me my special tools shipment any day now man if i'm a tech that's something i want to be trained and i've got my electric and i got my charge stations my charge stations are installed my my midtown one is south town the parking structure is supposed to be done any day now it better be because you got. It, it better be because we got an event there next week. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be there live next week. No, I we got gotta... pic- I got pictures yesterday. They were parking cars on the top deck yesterday. So okay, so we are. Sign. That's it's, a good sign. We're close to turnkey yeah, here. At this point, that. we're doing a little touch-up work. Okay, but <laughs> yeah. So, but that plug-in, it is. It's so smooth. I mean, my wife's been driving around. She just says how much she loves it. I mean, it's just smooth. It's quiet. I mean, you don't even know it's on. What color is it? White. Leather, got, leather inside? It's only or? leather. They only come in leather. Yeah. It's only comes in a fully limited package, full eyesight. Mine, I got the upgraded package, so I got the nav and the you get the nicer stereo and sunroof. But, yeah, it's just been cool. It just drives just so smooth. It's more powerful. It's quicker than a Crosstrek because of the electric motor. Sure. You can't even tell when the gas engine turns on. There's no obvious There's no, like, movement, yeah, change, no. jolt? No. That's interesting. How really, they- if you're at highway speeds with the sound and how quiet it is inside... You almost ha- you basically there's a little light on the dash that says EV that green that goes green and then when the gas goes on it turns off that's how you know. How did they accomplish that? It's just quiet, just a quiet that's engine. Awesome. It's that same Crosstrek motor that you have. It's pretty CB, quiet. It's pretty still quiet. The, it's still the two liter. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're we're hoping that's gonna that's gonna change hopefully in the next few years is that we'll be able to move away from that two liter and get the Crosstrek to. I think they're trying to differentiate that Crosstrek from the Impreza a little bit. Okay. Put, they'll put a bigger motor in it. So I think we're going to I'd like a Crosstrek XT, Jeff, if you can make I, that happen. That would be so cool to turbo. <laughs> I think what they're going to do, though, is they're going to put that, I think you'll get the 2.5 motor back in the Crosstrek. Okay, great. So you get instead of the 2-liter motor, you'll get a bigger 2.5 motor. Give get it a little, a little more, more punch. Get a little more power. But that one, we, we did get the opportunity to see the Wilderness Editions. Okay, what is the Wilderness Edition? We talked briefly about a month ago about that. So the Wilderness Edition is a basically a lift like the lifted cars we've been doing at the store. So basically, it's a Subaru factory built lifted. It's kind of the Trailhawks in the Jeep world. Okay, it's kind of competing against those. So not all the way to a Wrangler, but like built more off road, skid plates, engine protection underneath, like 
going to have lift, thicker all-terrain tires with the white lettering on the side of it. It's got spe- specialized interior. And this new specialized interior is actually going to be on the new Outback, the new Onyx Edition Outback. It's called uh, StarTex. Oh, yeah, And yeah, it's yeah. a water repellent. It's kind of like a synthetic between cloth, between leather interior that's supposed to be water repellent built for off-roading. Like Easily clean. You get dirt on it, yeah. you just wipe it off, and uh-huh. no big deal. Yet still, still as really luxurious. Still soft as, and comfortable. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool stuff. And finally, they, we've been asking for this for years now, for like two or three years now since cell phones have changed. There is going to be an accessory for the new Outback and Legacy for wireless charging. Okay. It's like a little, there's like a little phone holder that's built for a phone, like right in front of the shifter. And you just drop your phone in it, it turns the charger on, and you just charge it. Any phone? Any phone with, Q, Android, any phone with QI charging. Right. It doesn't matter doesn't if matter it's what iPhone, it Android. It's no, not specific. Any phone with a QI charger in it, you just drop it in and it charges. And when is that coming out? That's going to be on the new Outback. So I'll be on in, in September. It's a, it's, a de- it's a dealer installed option. So it'll be a couple hundred bucks probably. And you just boop, put a plug right in. That's really cool. The only sad part is, because, and that's more of a CarPlay and an Apple issue than a, the, the, us, is it won't connect to CarPlay. So you still have to plug it in if you want to connect to CarPlay. Okay. Same with Android. Is that you can't connect to you can't connect to CarPlay and Android over Bluetooth. Android Auto though still works, right? Can you connect to Android Auto through Bluetooth? Yeah, I thought so you don't I, have to plug I in. I thought I did. Do you have to plug in to get your Android Auto? No. Okay, so I, I think haven't. An, so I think on Android you can get in. Okay. But I think on a Car Apple CarPlay you still have to plug a cord in. It's to. it's tough because my wife has an iPhone and an Android because she sells them. Yeah. And so I can't ever and she drives a Crosscheck mill, so I can't remember if she's ever plugged it in for Android. Yeah, I'm not auto. sure if it auto connects. If Carson's listening to Texas, he'd know the answer to that. Yeah, if one of you guys are listening to Texas, and let us know. <laughs> but well, that's that's really I don't, cool I don't, stuff, I haven't had Android ever, so I wouldn't know. Oh, Jeff. I'm an Apple man myself. That's all right. We don't need to fight today. Really. <laughs> it's, to each their own. And uh, you can be wrong. And, well, and, I've been having some problems with my iPhone And, and wait for the technology <laughs> seven, eight years after I've already had it, if you'd like. Go ahead and do that. <laughs> hey, our, uh, we haven't even given out our number yet. There's so much to get to. Our number is 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. If you want to interact with us here on the show today, any questions, comments, stories you have to share, love to hear from you. 855-340-ZONE. And we always uh, have a giveaway at the end of the show. So everyone that calls in and shares will be entered into the hopper, and uh, you'll be entered to win a prize from Jeff. Let's do movie passes. Why not? We'll do movie passes. This because this will be a perfect lead into our next story. Which I... It, that, that Austin didn't know. I beat Austin I on a movie story. I host the movie zone. He, he should know these things. This was... As the opening of the show today was playing, Jeff's like, hey, what did you think of this movie? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I, no one's seen it because it's not available in Utah, but the fact that you didn't know that this was coming out... Is, I failed. ...is very That's, sad. Yeah. It's a very big fail from the... I blame Eric, our producer. It's his fault. It's always the producer's fault. Take so. the blame. Yeah. That's, that's probably right. <laughs> I'll take I think the that's blame. right. He should have prepped you on that. <laughs> well, the movie is, and starring... The wonderful Alec Baldwin is a movie about John DeLorean. So it's a new biopic. I think it's a. I think it's actually going to be. A, I think it's a docu pick or something like that. Docu. What, uh, what, what do they, they call it? Docu drama. Yes, that's So it. it's a docu drama about John DeLorean. Who John DeLorean obviously started the company DeLorean, which is the famous made famous by Back to the Future. But it's uh, talking about the guy. He's a pretty incredible person, but he invented the muscle car. He got fired from General Motors. He was he was on path to become the president of General Motors, and got fired. <laughs> and why? I don't know the story of John DeLorean. I really don't. And I love that vehicle. If I could buy a DeLorean today, I would. I would go buy. And I know that there there's like a DeLorean factory in Florida, and it is still that you can special order from. But John DeLorean, I'm not familiar with his story at all. And so I'm really looking forward to this uh, movie. And um, there's, I mean, I think it's a crazy story. I mean, this is saying, okay, there's screenplays floating around, product development about the General Motors star who invented the muscle car, got fired, started the futuristic DeLorean Motor Company, only to get caught trying to close a drug deal in order to save it. Oh, jeez. So he was selling cocaine to try and get to try to get the money to get it back and save it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty crazy. It's a crazy story. Oh, yeah, spurred by a drug trafficking sting operation that yielded video of him Yeah, they had the real footage of the, drug of, st- of the drug sting. And proclaiming it better than gold. Wow, that's too bad. But uh, he's being played by who? By Alec Baldwin. That's interesting. Alec Baldwin, I think, does a really good job of uh, not character acting, but really diving into the, the character he's becoming on the screen. I think he's underrated in that regard. 
So that'll be that'll be fun. It's yeah. not here in Salt Lake yet. No, nope. it talks about how DeLorean, bound for the presidency of the world's largest company, it was at that point it was the world's largest company, not car company. General Motors was the world's largest company at that point. Criticized his way out of the job by pointing out how GM needed to adapt to fight the smaller, more economical, and better built VWs in Toyota that flooded the country during the oil embargo 70s. Hmm. This is going to be yeah. a great movie. Have you guys seen the trailer for Ford vs. Ferrari? No. What's that? No, that's uh, so it's this movie about uh, uh, automotive designer Carroll Shelby, famously of the Shelby Cobra, uh, and how he and his buddy get in this race with the Ferrari Motor Company to build race cars for the Ford automotive industry. Wow. That Matt Damon, up. Christian Bale, yeah. John yeah, Bernthal, awesome. Josh Lucas comes out November. November 15th. Yeah, that's going to be another great one. <laughs> that looks really cool. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Eric. Decent, yeah. decent cast. A couple movies to watch for. Yeah, then, look at that. Flying under the radar a bit. Uh, 855-340-ZONE. So anyone that calls in today and uh, is, shares with us will be entered into the uh, drawing for a four-pack of VIP lounge movie passes. 855-340-ZONE. And since we're giving out the number and soliciting responses, our friend Dustin, uh, a really good uh, loyal listener of the, of the Zone Sports Network in Utah Car Sense, he's going through a little bit of a, a sad thing next week. He's Got his, his dog has a tumor on his leg that is inoperable, and they're going to need to do the, the ethical thing there and put the dog down. But he is asking on Twitter for uh, what are some cool things you'd give a doggy on their last day or a cat. What's, the, what's what, one epic adventure or thing you would do with your pet in their lifetime to make sure that they have a, a great day? I'm excited to see what comes up here. So uh, you can call us, 855-340-ZONE, and answer that question or any other conversation you'd like to have today, 855-340-ZONE. And that brings us to this little booklet I got in the mail, entitled yeah. The 2018-19 Annual Report from Mark Miller Subaru. And I don't know, it's about 43 pages long. It's Mike's baby. Mike Aguilar <laughs> went to town, went Mike to work Aguilar on this thing. and his team, they just did a great job. They did. I, honestly, it's... It's it's thick, but it's easy read, yeah. and it's uh, I'm grateful that this got mailed to me. But one of the and you can get it online if you go to either one oh, of our e- yeah either one of our websites, Mark Miller Subaru Midtown or Mark Miller Subaru Southtown. Go under the About Us tab. There's a little link to it. it says 2018-19 annual report. And you can view it online for to try and keep it green. Uh, on page 21 and 22, it's all about Suba Blue. What's Suba Blue been up to? Suba Blue, he's just out there doing events. That's what he does. He's everywhere. He's everywhere, right? He's on TV, he's on radio, yeah, he's home on... Home visits, he goes to classrooms with kids. He's dropping golden keys around the city. He's all over the place. Yeah, we do a lot of stuff with uh, Kearns Junior High. So my, it's, uh, it's actually a pet project of my dad's. So my dad, um, my dad's really gotten into elementary education. Okay. And so my dad's gotten... I mean, and my, dad, my dad's never been the one to just throw some money at it and see what happens. He's the guy that jumps in... All four <laughs> legs and feet, everything. <laughs> so uh, he, uh, they go out there. He's got a team of about, I want to say there's nine or ten of them in the store that come out from the Subaru stores, and they go out and they tutor kids in elementary school math, fifth That's grade cool. math, and it's pretty neat. That's a lot of fun. With so, Subaru Blue. Yeah, they there. bring Subaru Blue with them. and Subaru Blue, he's been hosting the place on Fox. I was just going to say, he's the newest yeah, with host. Big, yeah, with Big Buddha. <laughs> And uh, I don't know that this is this is historical. I don't know that we've had a news show hosted by a canine before. before. He's pretty good. He's, He's really so good. funny. So He's a cutie. Mike's got some really fun ideas about it. So if we get if we go anywhere with on different ways to use blue, it's. He's got some fun ideas on what he wants to do in the future this year with them. And he's going to have a children's book. Coming out at some point. That's here. the rumor. That's uh, I saw that on his Facebook page. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Super Blue is the is the dog. That was really fun. We do we, do, oh, we always do. It. For the last few years, we've done it during our Do Good Feel Good event, which we ran during the last month. Is the Random Acts of Kindness? Yes. So we've had him. He goes out to just random things. He'll stop. We stopped out, found a UTA driver one day walking out of the UTA office, bus driver, and just gave him a gift card. <laughs> and just like just random things like that, just leaving quarters on laundry machines. Like just things like that, and just go out and make people's day. That's fun. That's a, I saw he did something with a police officer recently too. I, I mm-hmm. saw so really cool stuff. You can check it out. What was the the website there? It's 
Mark Miller Subaru. Mark Miller Subaru Midtown or Mark Miller Subaru Southtown.com. Either one of them, and just look under the About Us tab, and there's a, a little link there you can click and get to the annual report. All right, lots to get to on today's show, including, I don't know, like 75 awards and accolades Subaru received over the last year. The Do Good Feel Good event is coming to a close, and we'll have a big celebration and festival about that next Saturday we've got to talk about. And also some things happening on the money side of the industry that we'll need to bring to your attention. It's all up next here on Utah Car Sense. Utah Carsons here on the Zone Sports Network. Mark Miller Subaru presenting. Jeff Miller is here with me, Austin Horton. We're looking for your phone calls today, 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. Uh, looking uh, for one great, big, epic adventure you need to take your furry family member on uh, during their lifetime, 855-340-ZONE. We'll get back into some car things as well, but you know, with the great partnerships that you guys do Jeff, with uh, Nuzzles and Co. and the Malinois Foundation, you're big into into the furry friends in our lives. Yes, we are. So we thought we'd do that today. 855-340-ZONE, our first caller today, and everyone that calls in will be entered to win a four-pack of movie passes, is Riley. Good morning, Riley. Glad to have you back, buddy. Oh, can't hear Riley there, Eric. We got the phones up and on on the board there. There we go. Hey, Riley. Hey, how's it going? Good to have you back. What's going on, man? Not much. Been missing you guys the last couple of weeks. I haven't had my car since on Saturday. Yeah, we uh, you still had us. It was just us that you'd already heard. So. <laughs> it's just reruns. I know. I, I, had, I had made myself look like an idiot one week. Called in and realized it was uh, a taping. Nah, so. <laughs> we had to trick one guy. But, so uh, we're glad we got you. Yeah, well, and I'm I'm obviously that one guy nine times out of ten. <laughs> so what's so, going uh, on, man? I just want to call in and weigh in on uh, Dustin's situation, man. I don't know where he lives at in the valley or whatnot, but if he lives up north, a good thing to do would be take his puppy on a run up the Mount Ogden up there by Timbermine and come down after and have a nice steak at Timbermine with his, uh, his nice little pup. Take nice. the puppy on a run up Mount Ogden and then buy him a steak at Timbermine? That's not a bad day at all. Timbermine. That's a great idea. You yeah. know, I've I, never I, had Timbermine. You live up north and you've never had Timbermine. You know, I'm born and raised in Layton, Utah. Never went up to Timbermine. It's my fault. That's my problem. I need to get that fixed. And you're fired. You're fired. <laughs> I am fired. All right, Riley. Also, also, you didn't know about that Ford and Ferrari thing because you didn't watch the Indy 500, man. Well, you endured all this grief for it and you didn't, even, you didn't even pay attention. No, I can watch people drive on the freeway uh, every day. I don't really need to watch pro- people drive left on the Indy oh. 500. I can that find hurt. out who won and who lost without wasting six hours of my time. So. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> All right, right. Good to hear from you, man. No, oh, man. Thanks for calling in. 855-340-ZONE. Not a bad idea. Get the, That's not a bad idea. Get That's the a good pup a, a timber monster. Nice hike steak. and steak. Wonderful. Hey, uh, the the do good share the, the do good feel good has come to a close. Yep. We'll have a big celebration it next has, Saturday. Yeah, about no, no, we we do our it's our charity event where we raise money for six local nonprofits, and for the last thirty days, so the whole month of May, thirty one days, we raised seventy five dollars for every car we sold. We put in a kitty, and they they picked which charity it went to, and we collected the money, and we're going to give out some big checks. And we get to do that next week, which is really fun. And will they be literally big yeah, novelty big checks. checks? Yeah, you got to get the big checks. You watch The Office, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, that episode where yeah. they're like, well, we wanted a big check, but it would take half of our donations to pay for that big check. <laughs> Not the case yeah. here. They're all big checks. So uh, that'll be next week. So from, I think it's 11 to 1, uh, 12 to 2, something like that next week. But you can go to the Do Good, Feel Good Community Day at our Sandy location. Wonderful. And right. we'll be broadcasting live from there next week. I'm excited to do so. The The six charities were Recycle Utah, The Sharing Place, uh, Nuzzles & Co., of course, Volunteers of America Utah, Discovery Gateway, and the Malinois Foundation, all deserving and wonderful charities. Yeah, so uh, we're excited. We'll be able to give them some big checks, and they'll be there on site to teach people about what they do and a bunch, bunch of stuff for the family and the kids and some great food and band and entertainment and everything like that so it's, it's going to be good stuff and, and utah car sense yeah what else and utah car sense will be there too and, and you'll get to see our brand new parking garage that we've talked about every week on the show building almost for a year now for six years uh, yeah, it's been a long time <laughs> we've been under construction and it is finally 
98.8% completed. Who will be happiest, Roger Parkin or Jeff Miller when that thing's done? I think Steve Sexton and Kyle Lane, the contractors, <laughs> yes, would be the happiest to be able to leave. <laughs> be done with you. Steve was joking. He's like, if I let this go one more month, you're going to have to start paying me benefits. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So we'll be out there next Saturday. Come on down and enjoy it with us. Yeah, those guys have done a great job. We're excited. It's a, I, mean, I, mean, it's a, I mean, it's not a small project. It's a 35,000 square foot parking structure. Crazy. Uh, and underneath it, we added eight more bays and a photo booth. And I mean, it's it's a neat setup and allows us to stay in our current location. There'll about, be some charging stations. Uh, yep, there's going to be an electric charging station on the top. We've opened up the back doors of our finance office so you can get right onto the top deck. And Terrific. It's, it's going to be neat. 855-340-ZONE if you want to be part of the show. Caden is calling in on line one. Good morning, Caden. Good morning. What can we do for you? Thanks for calling in. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. Um, I was just curious, you guys were talking earlier about the, the newer Subaru Crosstrex. I was just curious with that wireless charging, um, is there any plans to move that into other models? I'm, I'm just a big legacy fan. I just wanted to see if maybe the new ones uh, coming out may, may get them in the next couple of years. So, the wire, the, so are you talking the wireless charge as far as the phone chargers or for like the plug-in? You're talking about plug-in, uh, yeah, no, the, the plug-in the, for the car? Right now, the yeah, only plan, like the, yeah, the plug-in car okay. that I've been driving. So right now, it's only in the Crosstrek. I don't know where the plug-in will expand to. The idea is that we're going to be moving to a fully electric vehicle in the next couple of years. And I think depending on the popularity and how well they can do it. And I think a lot of it, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of it has to do with the price of batteries. Is that the cost of batteries mm-hmm. is so expensive that it's hard for these manufacturers to be able to do it and sell you an electric car and something that you'd actually pay for. Right, I mean, yeah. I mean, they can make you an electric car. It's going to cost eighty thousand bucks. You're not going to buy it, right? If they can make that same electric yeah. car and make it cost twenty five, thirty thousand dollars, then okay, now we're in the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Now we can sell. Oh, now, sure. now we're going to do some cars. And I think that's the biggest issue they have is just the price of batteries hasn't dropped fast enough. But uh, are you mm-hmm. wondering also yeah. if the wireless phone charger will be available in the Legacy? Yes, okay. yeah, that as well. Okay, so the wireless phone charger is in the Legacy. So the wireless phone charger is oh, in the Legacy. Oh, it's already. Yep, the, the new 2020 Legacy and Outback that will come out in September, late August, early September, that will be a dealer-installed option on both of those cars. You won't be able to install it in any other models in Outback and Legacy, mm. but they're, it's pre-wired for it, essentially. So essentially, we just pop out a center plate, we plug it in, it's probably a 15, 20-minute job for us, and call it a day. That's awesome. But it's it's neat. Cool. Just drop your phone. Just right in front of the center center shifter. You just drop your phone in it. Little blue light turns on. You're charging. That's amazing. That's awesome. something that uh, I, I'm a big legacy fan too. But I've not ever considered purchasing one. But now with the XT and the cool things like this phone charging. Yeah, thing, I mean, if you're a big I'm legacy there. sedan fan, that this new XT Legacy is just a fun car. It's just really fun what, to drive. Do you know the starting uh, with the MSRP? So if it's anything like the six cylinders were, my guess is it's high twenties for a st- for the okay. starting for a pre- for a premium, and then when you get into the touring and the limiteds, it gets a little bit higher. We should be getting. My assumption is we will see pricing sometime early July, early mid July is when okay. we start seeing a price on it. We have been pushing Subaru extremely hard to try and hold the line on pricing on this Outback and Legacy when they come out with it. So it's all up to the guys in Japan on what they want to price it for. And that's when I was in my meeting and uh, we were in Las Vegas this week with all those guys. That's what we, our biggest conversations with those guys was that. Keep it affordable. You got to keep it affordable. Do you know what's killing it, though? Is these threats of tariffs. Yeah. These th- it's not that the, threat, the, te- the threats are there. Is that it's really hard for them to change pricing in the middle of the year. So part of it is they want to hedge their bet. In case the tariffs. In case these yeah. tariffs come in. It's, and all these tariffs are going to do is make American consumers pay more for products. Because guess what? We're not going to sell them any cheaper because there's a tariff on it and just take the loss. Subaru Corporation is going to raise the price. If it's 25% tariff on the parts, they're going to raise it by 25% of all those tariffs, if not more. That's any business will right? do that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And all that does, too, is not only is it going to raise the price on cars for the people that are paying the tariffs, the companies that aren't paying the tariffs, guess what they're going to do? They don't have to sell their cars cheap either. So they're going to raise their price and take the profit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everyone's going to raise their price. It's a consumer tax. Is what it's it is. 100% yeah. a consumer tax. So we got to hope, Caden, that that uh, goes our way uh, because we want to get that legacy as affordable as we possibly can. 
because that's going to be a really 100%. cool vehicle. Now, here's a crazy one if you want to go to the terrace. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get into the terrace conversation probably next on the show, but is you talk about that wireless charger app, but the supplier for that is Chinese. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. So that oh. supplier, there's already a 25% tariff on that part. So that wireless charger that you want that option in your car is going to be 25% more expensive than what you would have paid last year. Hmm. Right. Wow. Isn't that crazy? The cost but of politics. That's the cost of it. And what's, mm. What people don't understand is that, sure, a car may be made in a U.S. plant. So Subaru Outback, Subaru Legacy, it's made, it's 100% assembled in Indiana. But those parts come yeah. from all over the world, and they always will. And so yeah. all, the, all these tariffs, all of a sudden, this company that makes wireless charging things is not going to go, oh, there's a 25 cent tariff. We're going to build a factory in the U.S. No. Not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's just nuts. And it's just going to cost us all a lot of money. Thanks for calling in, Caden. Hopefully, uh, we see you driving yeah. that XT this fall. Yeah, hopefully. All right, buddy. <laughs> Thanks. 855 340 Zone, if you want to be in the show, but 855 340 Zone. Love to hear from you. What's the one big epic adventure your furry friend needs to go on well, at least once during their lifetime? 855 340 Zone. Let's talk about Terrace for Let's a moment. Let's talk about it. So, Get there's it over a big, with. big announcement yesterday, last night. It's good news. Last night, and it's, it, it's good in, fake news. Last, oh, night, oh, oh. last night, in the way that. Every government should announce their major policy procedures. Uh, we had a Twitter announcement from the president. <laughs> hey, it's 2019, Jeff. This is how it's done, unfortunately. So there's a signed agreement with Mexico that the tariffs that they were going to implement on Monday have been indefinitely suspended. What was going to happen, for those that aren't familiar with these, because we haven't been on the air for a couple of weeks, so we probably haven't talked about them, is that there was supposed to be on Monday was a 5% tariff on all goods entering the United States from Mexico. So for those of you who don't know how that works, what that means is anything that crosses the border and goes through customs, because every item has to be checked in through customs, through a border patrol, through they, they check it coming to the country, whether it's coming by air, sea, whatever it is, land, land yeah. anything. So what happens is any product, they have to show a value of that product that's coming across the border when they do it. They already do that because they want to keep track of what's coming across. Now, everybody who did that, in order to take their items from that customs bureau, would have had to pay a 5% tax. So you, have, get it across, yep, so you yeah. have $100 million in items, you pay $5 million. And that number was going to increase by 5% every 30 days until it hit 25%. That was the threat. Wow. Unless the Mexico took standards to prevent. So Mexico has agreed to, I think, increase some of their border patrol on the southern border and allow for asylum. And they agreed to some things. But this isn't how you negotiate. Because all it does is screw with the markets, screw with your major industries. It just messes with everything. What the the strongest thing for business investment in any country anywhere in the world is stability of markets. If you want business to invest and put heavy money into long term investment projects, you make stable markets without crazy stuff happening. Because as long as there's crazy stuff happening, do you think Subaru right now is going to put a factory anywhere? anywhere no no they're gonna wait for a year and a half and see what happens in the u.s elections yeah yeah and that's what every company on the planet's gonna be you just talked about a very specific example of subaru as you put it hedging their bets on a price of a vehicle because of crazy stuff that could or could not happen if i was in a position right now where we needed another facility we need to expand i wouldn't build a new facility right now it's too too risky for too risky yeah yeah it could sink knowing that knowing that at any point we could have 25% tariffs on all imported vehicles from Japan. That could just, uh, you could wake up one morning and that could happen. Get a tweet notification. And yeah, like, we're, not gonna, we're gonna be conservative. We're gonna lower our investment and stuff. And it's tragic. I like the, the line in this uh, article that says, the move puts to an end, for now, a threat that had sparked dire warnings from members of Trump's own party, blah, 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 blah. Because that's exactly, it. it's for now. This is a, I, I think we can agree this is a, positive announcement as far as uh, business is concerned and consumers are concerned but it's it doesn't feel permanent it doesn't feel resolute it doesn't feel like we can stop worrying and concerning ourselves with this now it's just for now we'll see what happens this week we'll see what happens today it could change so mm-hmm. it's good for now that it's not raising prices on consumers but, but we'll see how it goes but if one of these times he just starts getting angry and leaves one of these in place it could have dire issues on the u.s economy and and it could be very very bad uh they did say the position has not changed the tariffs are going forward as of monday 
that was uh, earlier in the week, and but, so yeah, it's, so it's, Friday. It's so last night, yeah, last night the State Department announced that it's not going to happen. But the problem too is that what these are are we have deals, we have signed written contracts with all these countries, and when we're essentially reneging on these deals, left and right, right and left, who's going to ever trust us to sign one? Right, great. Sign the North America, whatever the new one is, the NACC, no whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. It just changes a little changes bit. Changes the name, yeah. But, yeah, sign that. But as long as some, as long as we have someone in office who's not telling the truth about it and who's not, we're not going to, no one's going to trust it. No one wants to sign an agreement with us. It'll hurt relationships. Yeah, it absolutely yeah, hurts sure. relationships. Yeah. So. It's, a, it's a dangerous game to play. It's one I, I, I don't want to play. One thing I got to say, I mean, the, the auto industry is up in arms about it. I mean, it's, you talk to the executives, they're, they're really scared about it. They, they're counting the days that they're hoping that things change because they can't deal with this. I mean, it goes. I'm going to take this right into the next conversation point of going on right now. This is automation, automakers emissions. Okay, so what's going on with automakers emissions? This is uh, out of California, right? Yeah. Where it's uh, well focused on, but it affects the industry across the board. So what? Automakers have tried to do. So what the problem with emissions in this country, and we'll give a little education on this, emission standards in this country, there are multiple emission standards in this country. You cannot sell the same car in all 50 states in the United States. No. And because of that- There's different rules. There's yeah. different rules. If you want to sell a car in California, it's different than selling a car in Utah, right? There's different emission standards on what you can sell and how many hybrids you have to sell, how many electric cars you have to sell. And so what- the Obama administration started to do, and they started to get, is they started to get a conversation going between the California Air Resource Board and the EPA, where we, let's build one standard. Let's get California to loosen theirs a little bit, make it work for everyone in 50 statewide, and have one standard across the board that we're trying to get to 50 miles a gallon, whatever it is, by 2025. I don't know what the number is, or 38 miles a gallon, whatever that number is, but try and figure out an agreement. I think it was 37 yeah. uh, in but the original. But. Get that agreement. And what HAP does for the manufacturer is it makes it that they're able to make cleaner cars because now they're only building a one standard. Now, they know that I, this is my bogey. i got to build it to make one standard for 50 states. Where, the reason car manufacturers can sell cars for the prices they do is because the volume they do it in. You can't sell. You can't make ten thousand cars a year, and sell them and, and make money selling them for thirty grand, right? If you're making only that many cars, you got to sell them at a premium to make up your costs. Yeah. But if you're selling three hundred thousand, a million cars a year, you can do that because it's you don't need to make that much per car to cover your expenses, right? So the idea is if they're having to make all these different types of cars for all the different places and figure out those regulations, it's just so expensive. So all the manufacturers, seventeen manufacturers, sent a letter to Donald Trump on Thursday, warning to fail or Warning that failing to reach a unified national standard could destabilize the industry and hamper investments. Car makers, including GM, Ford, Toyota, made pleas less than a month after California's top environmental regulator threatened to enact much tougher pollution rules. So essentially what's happening is California is basically saying, if you guys can't come to agreement with us, we're going to make ours even harder. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, we're going to go to the point where maybe in the next 10 years there's no gas cars in California. <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, it could go that far. How, how does it work if you then bring your car with you when you move to California? Do you have to get it adjusted and, and No, and it's, about, it's about selling. You can't sell a new car that meets certain standards. Then so, you have to meet smog regulations and things like that for sure. But I could see maybe further down the road that some of these uh, carb states or whatever saying, no, you can't even bring that car here because we want this. So, but if it's across the board, the same rules everywhere then it won't really matter. You sell a car on one standard from Hawaii to Alaska to California to New York to Florida to Utah, and then it's all we're all playing by the same rules. Yeah, there. so then now what the federal government's going to do is they want to put in a standard that's going to have less clean cars. It's going to drop all the standards for it, make it easier to pollute, essentially. And California's going to go the other way and make it more in their 13 states that they control, mm-hmm. right? Because there's 13 states that have bought into the same... It's a tug of war instead right? of a coal. They're going to make it worse. Mm-hmm. I mean, not worse. They're going to make it cleaner, but more stringent on the manufacturers. Yes. Right? And then everyone's going to keep fighting. And nothing will get accomplished. Mm-hmm. It'll just uh, be going in circles. I, I like that idea. Get it across the board. A federal rule, all 50 states and its territories, this is the rule. You, for new cars, it's yeah, got to be this. Here's the quote in the automaker letter. We encourage, but this is what the automakers want. So you, the thing is, you've got the automakers. The automakers aren't coming out and saying, we don't want emission standards. We don't want this. They want it. 
There are some saying that that is their opinion, that they are wanting yeah. to no, have no emissions This is standards. the letter of 17 made. And that's false. Yeah, there's not. We encourage both the federal government and California to resume discussions and remain open to regulatory adjustments to provide the flexibility needed to meet future environmental goals and respond to customer needs. The unified standards here is year-over-year improvements in fuel economy while facilitating the adoption of alternative vehicles will enhance our ability to invest and innovate by avoiding an extended period of litigation and instability. Because what's going to happen now, too, is that California is going to put in stricter standards, and then the Trump administration is going to sue California. Right. That's how this thing goes. <laughs> and eventually, it's just going to essentially, we're just going to have two, three years in lawsuits where nothing gets fixed. And if the goal truly for both sides is to have good products that people want to buy while also improving the environment that those uh, products are uh, affecting, then we should be able to accomplish this with a federal standard yeah, across the board. Even here, I so said what I said before in the article. In May, CARB, California Air Resource Board Chairman Mary Nichols said if the Trump administration moves to relax the standards, California may take the drastic measure of banning internal combustion engines. Yeah, see, that's... And we're not ready. No, we're not ready. I'm not ready. Uh, you're not no ready. No one's ready. No manufacturer is ready. Because no one wants to spend $50,000 on a car. Yes. No one can. No one can. We can't if, afford if it. we're reading Bloomberg this week... Nobody can spend, the general public in America cannot spend $50,000 on a vehicle. That's so if we move to that, what are we then doing to the economy? What are we doing to the households of America? It, that's who this all it hurts. It doesn't hurt. I mean, I know it'll hurt Ford and GM and Toyota, but it actually really hurts the Horton family and the Miller family and the uh, Jensen family. That's who it hurts. That's who it hurts the absolute most, having to spend 50 grand on a car. Yeah, if I can chime in just really quick, yeah. like the prices of cars like right now, like it's a little bit staggering. It's like, especially with the way the economy is, as a young person, I'm 20. Yep. Like, I don't know you can't how. Go, you can't go buy a new I'm car. I'm not going to, I don't know how to afford a car yeah. within the next five years of my lifetime. That's the hard part. And that's the, where you're going to start getting creative ways. And that's where they're going to try and figure out leasing better. So you can get the idea where you're payment buying. Where you can figure out a way that you can get a couple hundred dollar car, but that's—I mean—then you get to ride sharing. There are a lot of people. We have a couple of our employees at our stores that don't own cars. They work at a car dealership and don't own a car. They—they they found they figured out they're close enough to work. It's cheaper to Uber, and they literally just Uber to work every day. Which is good that that works for their situation. But when you're driving but, 20, 30 miles to, to work, and you need the flexibility of a car, and you need a family, and you need the safety of having a car in your driveway. Yeah. Right. Because something happens to one of your kids, you need to be able to jump in a car and take them to the hospital. Yep, right. Can't call and wait for 10 minutes for an Uber. Right. It's actually why I've uh, been afraid to do mass transit to and from work is if there's an emergency back home, I'm at the mercy of a train schedule. Mm-hmm. I'm at the mercy of an Uber or whatever. And then it's expensive if in an emergency I have to hire an Uber to drive me 40 miles or wherever the emergency is. So it, it, it's a problem. And I think that the consumer, the general public in America is who hurts the most. I mean, affordability is a tough thing. I mean, you talk about, I mean, even. I mean, the lowest price Subaru we've got is just under twenty grand right now, and those prices are—they I mean, they go up every year. I mean, we, I mean, you can get a—I mean, there's a—I mean, I bet the fully loaded newest Outback's gonna be a forty thousand dollar car. Yeah, probably so. Right, when you get every option on it like that, and that but we got to be able to figure out how to make it creative, how to keep the value of the car. The key to making cars affordable, and was what Subaru's figured out, is by keeping long-term value of the car high. So what happens is if you have a car that in six years is worth nothing, then it's really expensive to buy a $30,000 car. It's going to cost you essentially five grand a year plus taxes, mm-hmm. right? But if you end up figuring out a car that's still that $30,000 car, but it lasts you 10 years, now all of a sudden it costs you three grand a year, and that becomes a lot more reasonable to buy you that car. You can budget for that. Yeah. You can budget that a lot better, and you can put it into your budget. To put it in perspective, we, so we have a finance company that we run. What that, what from a, Healthy financial standpoint, you should not spend more than fifteen percent of your income on a car. Annual income, fifteen percent of your monthly. Oh, monthly. Your monthly gross before taxes is your max you should have on a car payment. So, if you're making three thousand dollars, you shouldn't spend more than four hundred fifty dollars a month on a car, which, which is, is high. I might, high. I would say ten. Yeah, I would. I would. My back recommendation. It down. My that's our max that we lend on. That would be you we, have no money left. Yeah, yeah we that's, tell people. We try and tell people you should spend ten percent of your income on a car. So if you're making three thousand dollars a month, you should spend three hundred dollars on a car payment. If you're just making two grand a month, you should find a car for two hundred bucks. Which good luck. Right. Unless it's part. 
a used car used that's going to give you more problems. And that's than the, the hard part. Is you try and buy a used car for the, to get a two hundred dollar payment, you got to be a ten twelve thousand dollar car. And by the time you buy ten twelve thousand dollar cars, you're just asking for maintenance headaches. And then all of a sudden, now you spend all your money on your car. You've got a ten twelve thousand dollar car, and you can't afford to fix it if something goes wrong. It's hard balance to find it's that really perfect situation. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the 10% rule. I yeah. think that's wise because 15%, you're strapping it then, in my opinion. Right. I mean, because I mean, you talk about one nice thing that you are finding as far as, for, at least in this community, from an entry-level job standpoint, is entry-level hourly has gone up a lot. Oh, has it? In the last two years from what we've seen, I'm, I'm just talking about from what we pay. So I'm, I'm only looking for my own personal thing. I, I don't know what other guys pay, but we've gone in the last three years from starting people in the $10 an hour range to – we start people at twelve, twelve fifty an hour for entry level positions. First day on the job. Yeah, I mean, and then you got some of the big companies out there, the FedExes of the world now, Amazon. All those companies start people fifteen bucks an hour. Yeah, as someone who's recently just yeah. a few months ago was looking for a job before I got this one. Yeah, that's about the average starting yeah, wage. About twelve, is about 12, 12 50, 13. Yeah. It's really good. Which is getting a lot yeah. better. I mean, it's a lot better. It's getting closer, especially for a young single person. It's e- it's easier from a that, that's closer to what living wages. I mean, if you try and start, I mean, minimum wage is a joke. I mean, minimum wage is seven and a quarter in Utah, something like that. No one pays. Still? It. Still. That's yeah. gross. That's terrible. Minimum wage in Utah is seven and a quarter. If you remember, Obama, about two, three years ago, was pushing for a national, I think it was $10.15 or something like that, a national $10.15 minimum wage and got shot down. <laughs> that's criminal. It's corporate. Like, great. I couldn't imagine paying someone under $10 an hour to work. <laughs> That's crazy. Why would anyone do that? No. I mean, we, we put in a new policy at our store now that we have a minimum wage. I think I want to see what the number is. I think I want to say it's $13. After a year working with us, our minimum wage is $13. After three years, it's 15 So if anybody's worked with us for three years, they will not be paid under $15 an hour. And we're trying to keep keep pushing that number up. Well, and the thing that that does is not only it helps their uh, health at home with their econ- their economical health, but then they stick with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would love to get to the point where we can get anybody who's been with us longer than three years at twenty bucks an hour, because I think at twenty bucks an hour, you can at least start living a you can put some stuff comfortable away. life. Yeah, for sure. Like I mean, to get someone thirteen, fourteen dollars an hour, you're scraping by in this in an expensive town like this with housing costs in Salt Lake and everything like that's going up. We got to figure out how to get those numbers up. Well, and uh, that's that's a bigger problem and a, and a longer discussion is the housing crisis here in oh, it's just Utah horrible. right now. With and it's only going to get worse because everyone's coming to live here now. Mm-hmm. Everyone. On top of the fact that we make a lot of babies here, that's also <laughs> a factor in the formula. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, interesting, uh, uh, intriguing discussion there. We touched on a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we, went yeah, we, really, to... we really went around there, didn't we? <laughs> so, uh, we'll I, haven't, take... I haven't been here in a while. I haven't been able to vet. <laughs> I feel like this is like my, my venue to vet. <laughs> Jeff's going to lay back down on the couch now. He had, he, yeah, he I'm gonna sat gonna take a, up. I'm going to take a nap here during our little next break. And... We'll take some Tylenol. <laughs> we'll have a drink of water. We'll sing a song. And when we come back on the other side, we'll have some fun talking about uh, the Do Good, Share Good event. Uh, Do Good, Feel Good event. Share Good if you want to. That's not bad as well. Uh, Also, more of your uh, responses to what's the one big epic adventure your furry family members should take uh, during their life. 855-340-ZONE. Everyone that calls in is entered to win the four-pack of movie passes. And a staggering, uh, really cool statistic about the Volunteers of America and Mark Miller Subu that I think we need to share with the good people listening today. And I got a, and I got a cool announcement that we we started in our stores a couple months ago, but we ha- we're not we're not gonna we're not publicly advertising, but I'll talk about it here on the show. An exclusive on something on something part of our dealer process on how we on how we do our promise price. All we, we do is break news here. On that, we've, that we've changed. We've changed it. We break news. Yeah. So we've changed a little bit. It's a little, little thing, but I think it's a big thing, but we'll talk about it. We'll break news in Hill Hearts next here on Utah Car Sense.